The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us uh, once again this morning. Uh, we're very, uh, again, excited about having all of you listen to uh, what I think is the an amazing platform, engaging mind, body, spirit, and to empower uh, those who are listening. Well, Wellness Interactive uh, is a company or corporation uh, which is uh, uh, organized to promote and support the concept of human wellness on a global scale. Wellness Interactive serves as, serves as a principal resource for corporations, associations, and individuals interested in developing and implementing programs that promote a wellness lifestyle, which also can be proactive uh, for us all on an individual basis. Uh, Our programming is always educational, and it includes the application of generally accepted medical practices and complementary treatments and therapists. Uh, You know, our team, uh, I think, is... uh, incredibly dedicated to um, really help people navigate this whole wellness life experience. Uh, it consists of physicians and therapists, educators, and, and, and uh, administrative consultants from uh, basically our nucleus of Wellness Interactive uh, Corporate Solutions uh, uh, end of it. I say all that because uh, uh, this month, we're really focused on uh, spirituality, connecting that with the mind-body. And in February, we were connecting mind-body. And so with that in mind, um, the guests that we've had on this month uh, are really uh, highlighting our, uh, hopefully, our connection. We're giving you options as to how to connect with uh, your God of your choice, of course, with uh, uh, being a believer, uh, and uh, to head into our first guest, I would just like to uh, speak one moment about um, medical and spiritual merge for mental health. Uh, I say that again because it'll all come together when we have uh, Tony Brown Daisley join us in a moment. I'm going to read a paragraph from a step further publication. It's our Wellness Lounge publication because this is what the show is about. It is uh, the Wellness Lounge a step further. So we do have a publication, and uh, Dr. Uh, Dariska Brown, who 
is uh, a, a psychiatrist, uh, wrote uh, an amazing article uh, for our publication. And I just want to read just a couple of paragraphs uh, about uh, spirituality and mental health. And she's really speaking also to uh, our scientists, to our physicians. Uh, she's speaking about asking a patient about his or her spiritual and faith traditions as part of taking a routine, complete history. Document this information in the medical record. When a patient is facing a health challenge, your treatment plan should include encouraging the patient to draw upon their spiritual beliefs and faith traditions for strength and support. And this is one of the reasons why I've asked um, uh, Tony Brown Daisley to join us today because I believe uh, she epitomizes all of these uh, great things in navigating her whole uh, wellness lifestyle and uh, holding on to her faith. Uh, Tony Brown Daisley is, uh, uh, holds a degree in, in uh, psychology and She's a candidate for uh, master's in mental health studies. She's also a marketing executive at one of the top investment firms. Uh, we're just so happy to have you here today with, with us, Tony, because you have had some amazing challenges in your life, but you have uh, navigated uh, your whole presence with uh, what I believe is a, a spiritual faith to keep you stronger. So on that note, thank you for joining us, Tony. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So I just um I I just want a little background on uh uh how you were able um to navigate your life experience until now. You were uh unfortunately diagnosed at one point with uh uh cancer, uh, uh, I think that of the liver and bone cancer, and most of the time, all of these things, people don't generally survive, so I think uh, uh, knowing you, and, and by the way, listeners, she is one of my dearest friends, my best friends, so I had to really share this, because I'm amazed at you, but I'm also amazed at uh, Robin Roberts, so I want to speak about your whole process, and uh, I do want to speak about uh, everything from family to friends to your place of worship to where you work. How did that influence you culturally? And can you just tell me uh, when you first, uh, or tell the listeners when you first uh, heard uh, the diagnosis, uh, how you responded? Because all of us would respond differently to some of, something like that. Okay. Um, well, it was actually um, non-Hodgkin's, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I was originally diagnosed in 2005, and at that point, it was um, an indolent cancer, meaning that it's a very slow-growing cancer. So the uh, treatment was rituximab, which is uh, an amino acid that your body produces, and it was not stressful. I mean, it was stressful in the sense that, you know, here's this, you know, de- a devastating uh, diagnosis, but the treatment wasn't very harsh on my body, meaning I didn't lose my hair and that kind of thing. However, six months later, 
the uh, lymphoma came back with a vengeance. Then they found um, a you know a spot on my liver, and at that point it took a turn and got very serious for me. Not that it wasn't serious before, but I think um, you know folks that go through this kind of the treatment has a lot to do with I think your mindset. So um, the second treatment was was quite devastating and. You know, I was told to get my affairs in order. Um, I believe my daughter was about 10 at the time, and it it um, it was very, very difficult. And I think how I got through it definitely was prayer because, you know, you sort of feel like you're on the precipice of madness, and you you hold it together because I think we're very... Um, vain creatures in some way, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, <laughs> no one wants to have you know, you know, uh, have other people think that they, you know, kind of had a breakdown. So <laughs> you you want to show a strong front. You want to show a strong front, but exactly. uh, at times, uh, I'm sure that uh, oh, it was very that, very difficult, and that's where the friends and family truly came in, because if it wasn't for you all, and definitely yourself included, you know, bringing me food and just calling to say, hey, how you doing? And mo- and also um, people treating me as if I was still um, their, their friend, someone that they knew. I remember- did you have an experience with people not doing that? Did... did uh- Yes, I there were times when people, because we know in our society, mm-hmm. it's it's really strange uh, at times because uh, I don't think we understand that uh, the day we're born, we're all you know dying pretty much, uh, and it's how we navigate. We're all going to leave this earth, in other words. And I, I think uh, Valerie Valerie Harper said it best, and you and I were discussing that, where she says we're all terminal, and right. of course Valerie Harper is the actor. Unfortunately, who are who is uh, now uh, confronted with um, uh, a major, you know, illness, and so uh, to your point, people you you engage all your friends, or your friends engage you in some way. But they're when you, I, I think I, I was hearing that uh, you said they're treating you, but treating you as though. You're okay or treating you? No, just, just being regular. For example, um, where Miera, my daughter, went to school, there was a parent who we used to talk all the time when I would drop me off at school. And when um, people began to find out that I was ill, I never saw her anymore. And I was like, oh, wow, where's so-and-so? I never see her because I enjoyed our conversations. They were right. funny, witty, you know, that kind of thing. And through someone else, I said, oh, where's so-and-so? And they said, well, you know, she mentioned to me she had heard you were ill, but it's really been hard for her to see you, so she's kind of laying back because she doesn't know what to say. Mm. And I was so taken aback by that because <laughs> I was yeah. thinking, what do you mean she doesn't know what to say? She doesn't have to say anything, you know, right. and and not and take to take it a step further also, I was thinking, wait a minute, I'm the one that's ill, not right, so don't right. Worry about how you feel. It's just about me right now, you know. But I understand, and I and I got it very quickly that 
cancer is a hard diagnosis for people. It's it's sort of like that, you know, you know how kids, when kids say you got the cooties, like, you know, sometimes <laughs> people think that if they're too close, they can catch it. If they touch or, you, you know, they'll yeah, catch it or something. Yeah, or exactly. If they talk so to I, you, it, it might right. somehow. God forbid. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and maybe there, I don't you know. know. But this is where my friends and family truly, you know, just were, were so beautiful because we all still maintained our relationship. We talked about things that were important to them. I remember my neighbor stopped by one day, and she was upset. And I said, what's wrong? And this was in the throes of illness, you know, very tired. I had no hair at all on my body. I was look, I looked green. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, you know, I don't want to say anything because I know you're going through right now. I said, no, please, what's going on? And she began to tell me a lot of challenges she was having with her daughter, and she was truly distraught. And I felt so good that we were able to just maintain. Right, right. That's the key. to me. Yes, because you could still have that discussion with her. And as you mentioned before, you're going through the cancer. It doesn't mean that everyone else should take this upon themselves and, yes. you know, oh, well, it, it's, they're going through it, too. I think that's, that's a really or, good point, also Tony. Too, I think it's important that people, you know, as we do when we're, you know, going through the crisis, because you can't maintain that level of intensity all the time. No. That we have to, as cancer patients, understand that people are living their lives, and we want to, you know, take ourselves away from our challenges and listen to other people, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. We want to yes. laugh with you, yes. cry with you, you know, whatever it is, um, still maintain those relationships because that's where the balance comes in. And, and you know, I, I that is so beautiful, Tony, because uh, even if uh, one uh, has not gone through, gone through what you've went through uh, being a cancer patient, there are other devastating illnesses where, uh, again, uh, friends, family, they may not know how to navigate uh, and just embracing that person as an individual, no matter what they're going through. I think that's the most difficult for, uh, I'll say it's, it's a, it's our, our culture or society in, in that somehow, and, and of course it's changing, but somehow we've got to understand and have that breakthrough of, you know what, if someone is ill, be there, show up. And yes, they may want to just have a normal conversation that does not include an illness, you know? How's the football exactly. game? How's the, exactly. I don't know, when was the last time you've been to the spa? You know, anything uh, that would help them to uh, not only calm themselves, but calm, uh, of course, the person who's going through it. I think uh, receiving all those uh, positive, uh, all that positive energy is, is a good thing. Well, you were great with that. Like, you would bring... Because you know I love sugar. You know as much as yes. you're educated. Cancer you're feeds off sugar. Me, <laughs> I'm just like, give me the strawberry shortcake. I'm not a physician, by the way, but <laughs> there are some things we know about complementary and alternative medicine. Yes. So yes. I have to wait. I'm sorry to interrupt, but, Tony, I have to tell our listeners that. Uh, one thing uh, I did say to Tony, um, I was it definitely, as she said, I was there, but um, – I I never, uh, ever get involved in the science of it. And as you know, we work with physicians who practice some form of complementary alternative medicine. But I don't engage the 
the uh, 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 science of it, but I am there to engage with complementary and alternative, uh, uh, the complementary and alternative approach by doing research and uh, really helping uh, people to understand that you can integrate both and finding physicians or finding therapists that would help them to integrate both. And that's one of the reasons why I think uh, uh, it uh, was also uh, helpful for both of us as friends, uh, uh, good friends to engage, I believe. Oh, yeah, no, it was wonderful. And uh, what I was going to say is, um, as knowledgeable as you are in alternative care, you would bring me over these wonderful salads and steamed chicken and fish and all these great things, and I would eat them very, you know, politely in front of you. And the minute you walked out the door, and you and you so you were so cool about it because you say, "Oh, I just stopped by with a little something," never pressuring me. And as soon as you leave, I pull out like a candy bar or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and you know but, what's funny? See, I, I knew that because I know you're a sweet tooth. But what was funny about that? I would have loved for you to just have greens, not salads, but yeah. greens, everything, seaweed, all these things. And, of course, uh, you having that sweet tooth, I think you were with the greens just for a moment, and then I thought, yeah. okay, I'm not going to win this, so I've got to at least bring, you know, meat, the chicken or, or whatever. But knowing that you had this sweet tooth, and now hearing you going, okay, I'm just going to throw that out. Thank God I didn't stay with the greens. You at least got a little bit of protein. <laughs> you threw it out. No, okay. I think, I, I think it was beautiful. And, I mean, I, these are the things that sustain us. These are the things that um, some uh, support groups that I belonged to at the time, um, we would talk about, you know, these little things that are actually big things that help us you know, um, sanely go through this challenge. And I always say you poll anyone and everyone has a challenge. It may not be as huge as a cancer diagnosis, but it can be huge on another front. And if it's huge, you know, to them and real to them and intense to them, then it's real and you've got to, you know, recognize it and, and help them you know, navigate through through their challenges. So um, to oh. your original question, I think that's where right. the friends and family, you know, come in. Really come in. And, so, Tony, and, uh, uh, we'll be right back. Uh, okay. We're going to break for a commercial, and uh, we're going to ask you a few questions about um, how uh, – your uh, support group uh, is at work and so on. Okay, we'll be okay. right back. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things. 
and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you for joining us once again. We're speaking with uh, Tony Brown Daisley, and uh, Tony uh, is sharing some of her uh, amazing experiences. That's all I can say. I love the word amazing. I love the word a step further. I use that quite often, and you are the epitome of that, you know, amazing and a step further. And so we were speaking about uh, uh, navigating a crisis. In your situation, unfortunately, it was cancer at one time, and you were given uh, a few months, I think uh, six months. And, of course, uh, I I have to ask you about that because given six months and they're saying get everything in order – I, I can't imagine how that uh, must have felt, but you have to have all these, the, your, your other life in place or lifestyle in place for this. And what I mean by that is uh, your work. I know you, at the time, you were working without, you know, mentioning, mentioning the company, but you were working uh, firsthand with uh, the CEO. You, you were doing amazing work on the job, and uh, you, of course, were raising this uh, beautiful child who is now a, a, a junior in college, uh, and, uh, you know, you're married and, and all these other things. So I'd like to ask you, how did you navigate the support? You told us the uh, first segment that you had great support, but how did you navigate that? And so what I mean uh, by it is uh, if, when people are engaging you at work, how did you receive that? Because you had to tell your boss, and I'm sure everybody at one time uh, got the information, and it, it wasn't all great at times. Yeah. Um, to back up um, just a second, sure. um, when, when I first got the diagnosis, um, I – the, the second diagnosis, which was the big, big kahuna. I remember um, being with my daughter and us. Uh, we had gone to to the doctor's office, and she had left me a message that she wanted to talk to me, but just to come in 
tried to make it sound all casual. It's like an old <laughs> friend of mine who's a nurse. And I said, this is what the doctor said. That means that I've got something, right? And she says, yeah, because they never call in, um, you know, just to say stop by. So I saved the message and played it. Oh, my God, I don't even know how many times. Probably it wasn't healthy to play it as many times as I did. But the long and short of it is I, you know, went in. Um, she asked me her first statement was, do you have a strong support system? And at that point, um, I knew. So after we had our conversation, I we were coming home, and I saw the M1 bus, and I'm running for the bus, and I don't have change, and I didn't have a Metro card. And I just remember how absurd it is that I'm looking for a quarter while this woman has given me this huge diagnosis, and people are going about their business, and here I am sort of in a daze, and I think that was a very aha moment. That was that was an aha moment for me in the sense that I learned very skillfully how to compartmentalize mm-hmm. the challenge. So now fast forward to the testing involved before the chemotherapy and the bone marrow um, test and all of those very, very painful things that folks have to go through and, again, compartmentalizing. So uh, you you just step back. And I think that's the beauty of human beings, man. We're able to really detach and and maybe not so good um, Mm -hmm. when things become overwhelming. And today you see it all over the news, people suffering from PTSD and, you know, just, just that's that's the downside of detaching because mm-hmm. you learn how to operate in crisis, but then that stuff, if you don't work it out, um, it, it carries with you. So the job was very, very supportive. Um, the gentleman who I reported to was just a wonderful human being, and I have been extremely, extremely blessed. Really. And it, it's, it's listen, and it's perfectly okay if you would like, you know, to, to mention his name. I just think that's your call, not mine. But, uh, no, no, I won't. Okay. But mm-hmm. just, you know, he was wonderful, and everyone I worked with was absolutely amazing to the point where I was able to leave, get treatment, and to come back. And I had to leave yet again because the cancer resurfaced yet again. And I was still able to come back. So this company has been amazing. I mean, the company has has changed um, over the course of time, as many corporations do. And they should, I think. As Uh, as well they should. Um, mm -hmm. I do miss that whole sort of, for a large company, a, a small company feel or vibe to it. I miss that. Now things are much more corporate and there's something to be said about the way things used to be, but I understand. Yeah, I just recall, um, of course, um, uh, uh, meeting you at, at this uh, just uh, beautiful, beautiful event uh, down in Florida at one of the top uh, resorts where uh, your company, uh, I believe, chooses maybe – 20, 30 people from around the world because it is a global company. Uh, they choose, uh, and you can correct me if you're wrong, but it, if I'm wrong, rather, I think it's 20 or 30. They choose 20 or 30 people uh, who have uh, uh, met amazing challenges. Could you speak about that? And they take them off to a resort. I just, 
all I can remember was, wow, if every company could do this, there was a red carpet rolled out, the CEOs, the, all the executive team, the board members, everybody's lined up and you all are walking down this red carpet. It's like, how, I mean, this is so beautiful and amazing that even if the other 30,000 employees did not get the opportunity to do that, uh, just to be a part of a company like that and knowing that, well, maybe next year I might be that person that's walking down that red carpet and I'm shaking hands with all of, uh, uh, I believe to you all, the celebrities because they are the executive team, the CEOs and the chief operating officers and all the VPs. Can you tell us about that and please explain also to our listeners how you think uh, this is uh, very important to uh, our workforce uh, in the, for the future. Oh well, see the the, the uh, award came because not because of the illness. No, no, no. I know that the award came because the company takes twenty five to thirty employees globally, and they honor them for the work they've done that past year. It's called the Stars Program, and you're right; it, it's absolutely incredible. Um, the reason why I had gotten it um, or received it, my manager at the time was pregnant with her first child and unfortunately passed away in childbirth. And on the team I was working with, there were three of us, my manager and uh, another young lady, who subsequently, after my manager's passing away, uh, took a job at another firm. And so that left me, and it, it's so absurd. I was doing the work of three people. And, and that's a challenge. That's exactly that what... That is a huge challenge. Right. And I just happened to be... And she was an... Ex- I'm sorry, I, didn't mean to inter- I don't mean to interrupt, but yes, I think she was a, a, a very... She had a very strong presence. She was also a VP, and so. oh, my goodness, so. worked directly with the CEO. So you did yes. take on that in two other jobs. Yes. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um she had a very strong presence, and not only was she smart, she was a very likable person, um, just very funny, and uh, very driven. Um, the other young lady who worked on our team was a very bright young lady as well, and um, when both of them were no longer there, it, it was huge, and having to come in every day to emotionally, you know, deal with that loss and then get the work done because at the end of the day, and this is where companies haven't changed from a long time ago to today, the bottom line is, is the work done? That's the bottom line. So, you know, we personally feel your pain, but is that report ready? And we do support you, but get the work done. And I can see that. But also, to to your company's credit, I think you were able to work at home, too. So I like that. Well, that during was that great. time, yeah, during that particular time, I was not able to because um, the, the nature of the work was such that I had to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, very, very long days, um, came in on weekends. Uh, it was it was unbelievable. And um, like I said, it was the stores program. And we all got a trip to Florida, and mm-hmm. it was wonderful. They put us up in this beautiful hotel and many, you know, several amenities, uh, 
we got to see the alligators and all these wonderful things. And I got to meet other people from the company who were in London or China who, you know, were just regular people who worked hard and who yeah. took their job seriously. And I will never, you know, forget, forget them for that. And then on top of, um, you know, being ill and, and them holding the job for me, I think you 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 just can't replace you know technology can't replace people um in that mm-hmm. aspect so right. um so that mm-hmm. that was a wonderful I thing think, so through this whole journey I've been Yeah, I think that's um uh it's just uh so important uh I believe that uh you know uh, you know we're in 2013 that companies are really seriously engaging with employees uh on uh how to be proactive with their their health, their wellness, all of that. It's so. Um, I, I just. I, I I feel that we think we're doing a lot of work now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't think companies or, or folks realize uh, the ones who are not engaging the com- with with their employees. I don't think they realize how much more you can get or receive if you're supporting. An employee, because I always say what you do at home is is what you do at work, 24-7. That should be your life. It should always be your life experience, 24 hours, seven days a week. You walk out the door. You don't change. You walk into your, your work environment. You don't change. Or the only thing that does change is, yeah, you've got to get the work done, but you shouldn't compromise your your whole um, uh uh, well-being, and on that note, I think that's where companies have to look forward in uh, being sure that they're engaging uh, with their employees like a family. They just need to do that. So I want to ask you about uh, how you, uh, what, what uh, do you uh, feel, or how do you feel about um, ABC and the way they supported Robin Roberts? Oh, wow. I mean, that's unbelievable. I think anyone would wish they were working for ABC. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I, know. I said, oh, my gosh. You know, I, I just, this is, I, I'm telling you, I just, 2013, I said, oh, thank God somebody's really working or listening. Okay. Yeah. Very um, people-centered, and, and I would like to believe that if it wasn't Robin Roberts, it would be Sally Smith, someone who is right. well known. Someone um, else that's working there would some, get that. Uh, yeah, some and, lady yeah. in accounting who no one knows her name, but she gets the work done. And I would hope that, you know, ABC would have recognized her as well. I, I understand Robin's space. You know, she brought attention to this. But I understood every step. I got it. And, and the things you don't talk about, the triumph story. Triumph story is the um, is is the story that makes the news. It's the one that people like rally and oh yeah, fist pump. But it's the other things that are not talked about: the mouth sores, the hemorrhoids, the you know just yeah. the ability to stand up and to you know if you. I used to set goals for myself. I said mm-hmm. if I could clean the bathroom today, I've done something. So wow! It would take me five hours to do it, but. When I yes. got done, oh man, it was the best thing in the world, you know. Oh, I, I love it. Something, and I think that, in fact, I know Robin 
took that attitude because she's a very goal-oriented person, way more than I am, believe me. But <laughs> I think Yeah, I think that, she, she was also yeah. such a, a sports uh, athlete or yeah, an athlete. And they do yeah. say athletes mm-hmm. are you know, very strong and they're such mm-hmm. great team players. They do everything well. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Um, and and again, I, whatever you know, someone's um, face that plays a huge role because there were many days, you know, I would wake up and I'd be like, God, just take me, please. And then I'd wake up like, Am I in heaven? And then I'd look around, Oh, no. my bedroom, oh darn, oh, <laughs> you know. But but oh, you, you so get through it as people do, as people do. I mean, there are days. Please, if you pull someone and they have a very bad breakup. I mean, you you know when you were 16, 17, mm-hmm. it, it was the end of the world. You wanted to die. It's done. Right. But you get through it. You <laughs> do get through it. And um, and you just, it's one, it's it's getting up and putting one step, one foot in front of the other and, and just taking the steps as big as you can take them. Right. And I love that, that um, what you said. Yeah, you get through it. That's one of the things I always... Um, uh, spoke uh, to my daughters about it's you know everything is a crisis of course as you said when you're 16 or it doesn't matter what it is a boyfriend it could be anything but it's like everything is falling apart and it's like no here is where you begin to get through things you have to go through it and a lot of people will stop and not understand that uh, they're stuck they're yeah. stuck they're not doing it. I love the idea that you said well, I'm going to do one thing today, and if it takes me five hours, I am going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just amazing. I mean, I, I, even till this day, I, I'm watching you uh, uh, take your kitchen <laughs> apart, and you're doing all the work. Well, your husband is helping, but you're doing all this work. I just think that's so beautiful. And, and, just, uh, and, and, and of course, I, I know that um, uh, 2009, you, you have, uh, you know, been – well, since that, so, uh, but still, you don't take it lightly that you had to go through all of this. Uh, well, no, because there's remnants. I mean, in 2009, the drug that we used was not used on lymphoma before, and I had a, I have a female oncologist, and she understood. I had asked her, can I please keep my hair this time? So I was able to keep my hair, but the drug that was used was such a harsh drug, it wreaked havoc on my digestive system. So there were a, it's a small percentage of patients that have chronic illness after taking the chemo, that particular drug. And she said there are a handful of us where one of us has, myself, major digestive issues. Someone else Mm. has joint issues. So Mm -hmm. every day you take your little medication. So it's not Mm -hmm. as if you can say, okay, that was then, this is now, it's behind me. Every day yeah, you're up, still, right, absolutely. You're still but, working on it. Um, yeah, we're going to break, excuse me, for one second, uh, Tony, we're, we're going to pick uh, up again uh, in just a few minutes. We have to okay. break for a commercial, but so interested in uh, hearing more about um, your life extension. Okay? Okay. Talk to you soon. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with Great Spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Hello again. We're here with Tony Brown Daisley, and we're speaking to Tony about her life-changing uh, experience with uh, uh, having uh, basically a, a, a crisis uh, uh, and um, how she uh, addresses it and how she believes maybe perhaps uh, – some of what she does may help others. So, uh, Tony, you know, I want to uh, also, we, we spoke about a number of different things, including family, uh, friends, and all of the support. I would um, like to uh, go a little more specific, because I know you have one child, this beautiful daughter, uh, Miera. Um how uh, did Miera respond? And because it, I believe that we're always, uh, of course, duplicating ourselves, and so what we do, uh, especially our daughters, <laughs> will you know do maybe. And so uh, uh, the strength that you have, I, I think, it was of course passed on to uh, Miera in a great way. And that's one question. The other is. Are, are you or did you engage with her about uh, the support, the very strong support system you had? So uh, what was happening on your job, did she know that uh, 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 the, the people or the company itself had uh, uh, supported you? Does she know that uh, uh, even your, your siblings or your, your, you know, your, your family uh, because I, I'm asking because I think this is really important because God forbid, forbid any of our daughters uh, have to go through a crisis without going through it, as I said, and, and them getting stuck. I think sometimes uh, uh, they do have the p- potential of being stuck, but I think it's because we don't share enough with our kids 
to help them if you have uh, information. Because, you know, when we grew up, our parents were always <laughs> shielding us. Okay, you, you have to move out. These, the, this is a, 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 a situation here or room for adults only. Move, move, move. So I don't know uh, if uh, at times we're giving our kids too much information or are we giving them less information or somewhere in between. But what I do know is that um, we are duplicating ourselves when we're raising kids. That's what I think I should say. I, I haven't read any scientific study, but uh, uh, most of, uh, I think, uh, uh, the scientists clinically will, you know, you'll, you'll see research on us uh, basically having major influence on our children. So on that note, I'd love for you to speak about uh, uh, engaging with your your daughter, your child specifically, and maybe any other uh, things that you feel might be helpful to our listeners. Okay. Well, thank you for complimenting me, or I like that. Um, She's beautiful. I do feel that um, during that time I shielded her quite a bit um, because it was a lot for me to to process. And she saw the physical change and was actually, you know, she was frightened by it, as any child would be. You go from this, you know, healthy-looking person to someone frail and bold and greenish-looking and all of that business. Um and my energy level was very low. So I did tell her she knew what was happening. I tried to get her involved in Gilda's Club. Um, many parents do that um, who came to Oh, Gilda's Club is amazing. Uh-huh. We're actually doing some work with them now. But, yeah, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But she, she did not want to. Um, I think she was afraid. I think that... Um, it was just too real for her because everyone who was there was there not as a play date or there because, oh, what a cool place to go to. You're there because your parents are ill. And, and Well, how do you um, – uh, let's just uh, hold it to that. How do you feel about that? Because I know we have had uh, discussions on um, great support systems for the family, for the kids, for you. Uh, but at times, uh, maybe perhaps um, uh, you need to uh, compartmentalize, as you said before, uh, certain uh, areas of your well-being or of your life. And so uh, are you always with the same support group, or do you, uh, you know, uh, search out other support groups? Because... I I think uh, at times uh, that it's extremely important uh, to be around people who may not be ill, too. You know, yeah, that, well, that's an energy that force. I think you and I spoke about that. I love that they're great support systems. I've volunteered for many. Uh, we need that, but I think it's really important to also uh, engage uh, in a, a totally different platform uh, maybe perhaps just hanging out with the girls and laughing your, your head off. Or uh, I know that with Gilda House, we're looking at uh, bringing some of the women over to the wellness lounge because the wellness lounge is uh, a place where uh, you can uh, actually relax and engage on every platform, and we may not even speak about the illness. 
Yeah, no, I, I tried a few things. I didn't know what was going to fit, but I mm-hmm. wanted to try a few things. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, that that avenue didn't work. She didn't wasn't comfortable there. But however, in hindsight, I do wish I had shared more because I think in my quest to protect her, mm-hmm. I... I was. T- I, I should not have done it. Uh, well, what, what do you think you should have shared her. with her that you I, didn't well, not, when you not, were going not about the not about the six months to live. I think that would have been no, 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 no. But I but I do think I should have shared that I was much more um, more ill than I told her that I was because she is not stupid. Um, she she lives here. She actually, absolutely, absolutely, very bright, of course. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we if I had a been more transparent in that aspect, she would have been more comfortable speaking about it. Because even to this day, Mira's 21 now, it's still hard for her to talk about those times. Um, She used to do a lot of writing in her journal, so that was her outlet. She wrote a lot. And sometimes she has them in the room, and I'll go look at them. And I see she put a lot out on paper, and I think that was very healthy not to mention the fact that she spent quite a bit of time with your daughter and yes. <laughs> uh, your daughters and um, just was at your house quite a bit, And in addition to my brother and my niece and uh, my sister-in-law. And this is where that normal part really came in, and I was so grateful because between you and my sister-in-law, Tammy, you guys really held it down and really uh, kind of took that away from me a little bit because I was trying to, like I said, put one foot in front of the other and just kind of absorb the shock to my system. Right. So I guess uh, your uh, message is uh, definitely uh, tap into a resource uh, Mm -hmm. that's – beneficial to you with yeah. oh, one more uh, your whole mind-body-spirit uh, connection. Right. Mm-hmm. One more thing um, with the support groups. I found for me, and this is not for everyone, and everyone knows what works for them. For me, the support groups did not work well, and that's because everyone was sick, and although we got it, and that's what I wanted to kind of connect with the things that, you know, that only we know we go through. However, I found sometimes that I was more depressed when I left because there were some people who were very, very sick, far sicker than I was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I worried about them and, oh, my gosh, how are they doing and that kind of thing. Oh, you internalized it all. Yes. So me personally, support groups didn't work. But that's me. Some people... They right, they need on, them. And that's, Neither, and that's a good that's thing. I, again, I've volunteered at the support groups, and I think they're, they're great. I think they, they do well, especially to the volunteers. They're amazing. And the foundations that support uh, all of these uh, uh, support groups, uh, it's necessary. Uh, but uh, I think uh, it's also necessary to... Uh, have breakout sessions where, where it's it's a it's a positive um, uh, experience. And and again, I don't know that it's not positive for anybody else. But uh, to your point, it didn't work for you, but 
you searched out uh, something else that did work. So yeah. what is that? Oh, boy. It's a, it's a number of things. Um, definitely prayer. Um, yes. Definitely prayer. Um, going out with friends, laughing. I mean, going to the movies, um, having time for myself. Mm-hmm. Journaling was good, but mm-hmm. also just, you know, so, getting plenty of rest. and Right. You know, you when you were alone, uh, Tony, mm-hmm. uh, did you find that uh, you were in a, a, a calm space or were you thinking about many things? Survival or no. were you just being no. calm? In the beginning, no. In the beginning, mm-hmm. there was no calmness. Um, in the middle, some calmness. And toward the end, a lot more calmness. I think that it would be beautiful to say yes, and you know, I reached utopia. And no, oh no, God, no. And found, you know, I got no. to myself. But the reality is, is that um, you know, we're 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 human beings in the process of yes, and that's what we we family. want. That's what we we need need to so, hear and understand. Uh, you know, so, we're so we're in the process. Yeah, that's we're works for me. Yeah, going out with girlfriends, like talking about things other than the illness, going shopping. Um, right, right, you know, right. Just, just stuff, like, not necessarily restaurants, but shopping was fun. Yeah, shopping. Oh, do I recall like the shopping. <laughs> but listen, also um, uh, prayer. Uh, as you uh, heard me uh, read uh, Dr. Uh, Brown's uh, paragraph from, uh, or passage from the Wellness Lounge publication about physicians uh, engaging with uh, the patient yes. on their faith, you know, really asking yes. them about their faith because that's what uh, you draw from, or most people may or may not draw from. But if you're listening, I think uh, it, it's pretty good to to pray, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I loved what um, you said. I think that there is a major... Um, um, uh, there's major attention today. I've heard other doctors say it, where they want to look at the whole person, not just the illness. Because study, and I know studies have been done uh, for people who have a strong faith, they have a more positive prognosis than people who do not. And you know, you define the person defines whatever that path is for them. But absolutely, um, I say. Many days, there there are a couple of people who started this journey with me who I met in support groups. One woman, beautiful, beautiful person, had breast cancer, and she seemed to be getting well. She passed away. Another uh, friend who was a very good friend of yours who I met, mm-hmm. um, lovely woman, had ovarian cancer, no longer here. And... Um, you know, it's interesting. Just to um, one a quick one quick point um, with people who are recovering or or um, seem to be recovering when they are around other cancer patients who are not recovering. It's a weird dynamic. Um, we almost are embarrassed, you know, that we're doing well and that the other person is not. And but yet you're all uh, you you all are very ill, but the other what person yes, is yes, and not the as person uh, will say to you, well, what are you doing? What what's what are you doing? And you know, and and they're prayerful. You know, you know, one person thing about in particular. I know, you know, she had a very positive um, spirit, and and you know, tried to do all the right things. I believe, 
but that's where the faith comes in, and that's where I stop trying to understand it in my mind. Our, our, our journeys are different, and um, the only thing I can say is, you know, that we, you know, have to be friends with each other and be supportive of each other, be prayerful and and love. Um, you know, and love, love is yeah. very yeah. strong, right? So, oh, I have enjoyed this so much, <laughs> Tony. I. I want to thank you for oh, thank joining you. us thank this you. morning, and uh, I'm uh, hopeful, and I'm sure, I should not hopeful, I'm sure that uh, uh, our listeners uh, are able to uh, get some beautiful, beautiful information oh, uh, from so. you today, because it's just about uh, conversation, it really is, and we've had a conversation with Tony today. Is there anything you'd like to say in closing Tony, uh, to everyone. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and to anyone and everyone who's out there struggling. Um, the best thing you could do is find your whatever spiritual avenue um, is comforting to you and truly grasp hold to it and also surround your, yourself with friends and family who are loving, who have a strong faith, and who you can laugh with, because we're all our brother's keeper. We all really have to be very careful. Um, and that, that's one more thing, just very quickly, those of us who have been through illness have to remember not to be selfish and isolate ourselves, because sometimes we can do that. And um, and it's important yeah. to just get back out there and, you know, Right, right. Because unfortunately, we're we're all very vulnerable. We we yes. don't yes. know Absolutely. if we uh, may become uh, seriously ill at times. So Absolutely. I thank you for that note, and I love you dearly. And uh, I'm just uh, very proud and amazing to have you, and amazed at having you as my friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm so uh, proud of you. This I, is a wonderful program. Oh, I, I think. Uh, we have all uh, learned something today. Um, just get through it and uh, pull at whatever you can. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Monday. Wellness Interactive, a step further. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.